It's another round of Winner's Corner. Hey, y'all. And we got the results for the latest draft. Kyle, what do you have for us? That's right. This is episode 79, uh, the Rotten Movies Draft. I was joined by our good buddies Austin and Nick to talk about our favorite movies that are Rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. It was a lot of fun. So the results are in with 11 points in third place is myself. I I seed this loss, you know, I fully love all all of the movies I drafted, 11 points. Uh in second place with 15 points is Nick. First time guest on the podcast, he crushed it. I love some of the movies he drafted. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, in first place, uh, second win in a row. I think he won for the 70s draft as well. Austin with 23 points. Um, honestly, I think the M- MVP of the draft was his pick with Hoodwinked because I just <laughs> I adore that movie. <laughs> I was but that say, is our winner. Well done, Austin. My vote was for you, Kyle. You had the most well-rounded board for me personally, but Austin had some heavy hitters. It was hard to beat Hook. Right. So, yeah, I know you would love the hook pick. (laughs) I did. I did. To another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast, and we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. How's it going, man? It's good, man. I missed you. It's good to have you back. How's it going? It's great. You know, I learned some airbending. I went and fought some dragons. You know, slayed some orcs. I was on an epic quest of uh, giant proportions in Denver. You know, so. <laughs> only in <How> Denver. <laughs> how did the draft go? It, it it was a great episode. I I very much enjoyed listening to it. It was fun. Yeah, it it was fun to just talk about movies that just like get shit on so often. And I was happy with like I was happy with drafting five movies that everyone's going to be like, no, that movie sucks. You're wrong. And then and this is my segue into introducing our lovely first time guest. I go on Facebook and see the polls and Sarah says Batman Forever is a masterpiece. And I'm like, I knew I picked my friends right. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, Sarah? It's good. And Batman Forever is a masterpiece. I frequently say, your entrance was good, his was better, to my brothers all the time. <laughs> yes. Release the Schumacher cut. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you can be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> um, Sarah, uh, we always like to ask our guests, and this being your first time, what's uh, been something you've been watching lately? Any, any fun binges or, or movies you want to tell the people about? Uh, not too many movies lately. School has not really allowed that. But I started Community last night for a first watch. Oh! Yes. I'm obsessed. Yes. <laughs> it is. Abed, I'm just, I'm in love. I'm just a big fan. And then I randomly started rewatching uh, CSI New York a couple weeks ago. Don't know why, but I'm in season three and I'm loving it. Good. I, I like I I really enjoyed the old CSI when I first when it first started going, you know. So that's a classic. Um, those are great. Um, 
community, Kyle pretty much goaded me into watching it finally because I always meant to. And then uh, it's amazing. I love that show. Abed's one of the best characters. Yeah, um, you, this this podcast definitely made me listen to it. And then friend of the podcast, Thad, also made me watch it. Yes. <laughs> Good old Grand Thad. Kyle, have you been watching anything fun of late? Uh, so I'm still chugging along on my, my Star Wars rewatch. I'm like maybe halfway through Rebels. I've got a little bit left with season three. Um, let's see what else. I want to mention it just because it's a really random movie. I feel like no one's going to talk about because it was like not a great movie. But I saw Belfast in theaters and it was it was OK. Uh, Jamie Dornan is really attractive, even in black and white. So that was that was fun. <laughs> nice. Um, so I put Clone Wars on hold. Um, I am about to finish it still, though. I jumped back into it recently, um, in season seven. Mm. I am just about done with my November themed watching. Never seen November movies I've never seen before, but I should. Very creative title, I know. I love Um, it. Epic. And Kyle, I was saving to tell you this on the pod to see your reaction. I finally watched If Bill Street Could Talk. Let's go! <laughs> Did you weep? Uh, <laughs> and, and of course, if you listen to this pod, you know that he he's talked about this multiple times at length. And I've said I will watch it. And I have not until yesterday. I watched it last night. Very heartwarming. Very sad story. Yeah. Just, it's beautiful and depressing and inspiring and hopeful all at once kind of kind of describes America to an extent sometimes, you know? Um, but yeah, (laughs) um, I watched that. That was great. I also finally watched pig. Ah. Really great. Really great. Uh, Nicholas cage movie right there. Eight bit Christmas. That was a very fun and silly, uh, the Neil Patrick Harris movie on HBO max. Oh my God. Never even heard of this. Oh, he's talking about, he tells his kid about uh, when he was trying to get a Nintendo for Christmas in the 80s. Is it's it all like in 8-bit? What? what? It's all in 8-bit? Oh, you, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's echoing. Oh. Is it echo, echo, echo? Okay, is it good now? I, I think it's good now. There we go. I think Neil Patrick Harris sabotaged our podcast. <laughs> But no, Christmas is just a live action movie and Neil Patrick Harris is just telling his uh, daughter about just, you know, a Christmas time when he was trying to get a a Nintendo, the Nintendo Entertainment Center. It's a Christmas story with nostalgic like steroids. So that's perfect. I need to get my Christmas list together. So that's that's added to the list. (laughs) But yeah, you know, I've been watching a couple other movies. Those those are pretty much the main ones. Psych three. This is Gus, Mm -hmm. a masterpiece incredible go watch it you know that's right go, i still need to finish that show <laughs> oh you do you do yeah. watch community first um <laughs> I, I mean i'm already almost done with season one and i started it last night so <laughs> i don't think I, it's gonna take a long I time i feel like they're somehow really good pair a good pair to watch together because they're both really reference heavy and very like meta so you'd probably really like psych as well okay I'm yes i i very much agree but now that we got all that that niceties out of the way, it's time to be warriors and shed blood here because this is what we're here to do. We're here to draft, and we're here to draft 
Stewards of Sound, another great song draft. And this one is essentially the, the pandemic special. South Park, <laughs> not the only one that can do one. We can do one, too. <laughs> These are songs from 2020 to today, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, any time from January 2020 that has been released, it is up for grabs. Some great albums, some great songs. I There's going to be a lot of Taylor Swift drafted i'm telling y'all right now get ready for it i don't know why you would think that i mean (laughs) um but yeah uh kyle what's that list game so today's list game as with all stewards of sound is music themed we're talking about one album wonders artists who have only released one studio album uh yeah so we'll start with sarah and then damon and then myself okay starting off with uh jeff buckley Lauren Hill. Uh, let's go Sex Pistols. Uh, Captain Marvel herself, Brie Larson. Yes. Temple of the Dog. Some great stuff right there. Um, let's go Dodie. Dennis Wilson. Hmm. That that about wraps my my knowledge of one hit wonder that I can remember. Um, I'm going to go swing for the fences here. Olivia Rodrigo was that her Damn first it. studio yeah. album? Yeah. That was my yes. next pick. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible debut. Uh, let's see. That might be it for me. Let me think. Five, four, three, Mm-mm. two, nope. one. Nope. All right, Sarah. All right. Uh, AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, Sarah might have this. Um. I'm I'm going to gracefully bow. I cannot think of any more. Um, yeah, that that's a really like deceptively hard one because most newer artists still at least have like like at least two right now. You know, yeah. Billy Billy has two, and they've and got like, like the one no one has heard, and then the one that everyone talks about. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just go back to my Disney pop days when everybody thought they could be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> they had a couple right there. Um, yeah. yep. Sarah, first time on, you, you win the list game. Now you have the power. What is the draft order? I hate having the power. <laughs> Shouldn't have won. I know. God damn, should have thrown it. All right. I know what I, I just feel like. Kyle and I are going to kill each other this draft. Oh, it's going to be brutal. <laughs> gonna be it's painful each other and then i'm just gonna be like in my own corner just <laughs> just jamming out to edm <laughs> right. i think i just i can't give kyle the chance to have two in a row so it's gonna That's be fair. me first kyle damon i okay. predicted that order and i'm very <laughs> happy with it i'm because you all know i'm down with the turnaround That's so. right <laughs> sarah hey start us off first song I have been like battling with myself for the last two days of who I want to pick first because there's two songs I want. 
One is Taylor Swift. One is not. But I decided to go with a newer artist who had her debut album this year that destroyed everybody. She was mentioned in our list game, Miss Olivia Rodrigo with driver's license. Hmm. Just, I had never heard of her until the high school musical show. And then somebody told me to watch. I watched it and I was like, holy crap, this girl can actually sing. And then like two days later, driver's license dropped and it blew up. And if you've not seen the SNL sketch of it, I highly encourage you to, because I don't watch SNL anymore, but I watch that. And now it is like on a weekly rotation for me. That is my first pick. Fantastic. Kyle, do you like Olivia Rodrigo and her debut album? I do. I, how old is Olivia Rodrigo? Do we know? Young, like nine. Yeah. <laughs> so that blows me away that that's her debut album. Um, Sour is incredible. I think it has potential to be a no skip album. Like there's just, it's banger after banger. And Driver's License, I actually, in my head, like when I was getting ready for this draft, I thought this came out in like 2019 or something because it just feels like already it feels like it's been such a part of our prop culture for so long now uh yeah it's just it's incredible she i didn't i wasn't even aware of the uh the high school musical series i think i heard like i watched a trailer whenever it was debuting on disney plus and you know obviously i was like i am not the target demographic here so i'm gonna you know just see this one out (laughs) I mean, but, I'm a 32-year-old woman. I'm really not either. <laughs> <laughs> but I still greatly enjoyed it. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things since. Like, friend of the pod, Katie, just can't... She wants to keep getting me to uh, watch it. And I hear it's great, but I, I... I just think that Olivia Rodrigo displays such, like... I don't know. For her age, I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy and keep mentioning her age, but, like, just to be that young and to... It's just such emotional maturity the way she she writes these songs and driver's license is like the perfect example of that it's it's my favorite of the album is probably another one that i might draft later uh <laughs> but driver's license is the one that i feel like everyone heard that and they were like holy shit this is a i can't wait for the next album so this is a great first pick nice i have you know i heard of olivia as soon as that album dropped and i'm pretty sure the whole world did it was everywhere like it, it just blew up and it just everyone was hitting it from I, I felt like it was she was a hit from everyone from teenagers to to our age to everyone in between i mean she really was very relatable on a very personal level like very simple just it was, it's essentially a breakup album correct i haven't read up on it but i mean it's all about getting over someone and you know, being tied to them and all that. And it's just, I mean, this song, especially it, it, you know, it's something that you did. Everyone I felt like did as a, you know, in high school, if you had a car, you would, you would like, you wouldn't say hi, you wouldn't call her. You're like, Hey, you know, you drive by where you like, you know, they were, they would maybe be, it's like, Oh, or like your, your spot, you drive by like the restaurant, the place you'd always go and get, get burgers. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> they're not there, but you'd still think about it. It's just very simple stuff, but put into such eloquent words uh it's just a very emotional vibe i didn't hear this song until yesterday y'all <laughs> how how <laughs> so, for one, i don't listen to the radio i just don't but two i just hadn't got around to it like i was 
I was putting it off slightly because I was I didn't want to not like her and then be like I don't I don't get it and just be the getting be- to become the cynical old man that I'm maybe hopefully not slowly turning into. So I just kind of put it off, you know. I was like, oh, I'm sure she's great, you know. Uh, she's really popular. She just kept coming out with stuff, and then I finally, you know, couldn't do it anymore because of this podcast. So I was like, all right, I'm putting the album on. Every song was just really good. Like, every single one. I'm like, her voice is very distinctive. The lyrics are just, like I said before, relatable. You're like, oh, wow, I've been there before. And, and that's what a lot of people were saying. Like, see, she somehow grabbed the voice of, like, almost a, not even one generation, but I'd say two. It's like this millennial Zoomer combo hybrid that I feel like we all have, you know, we very have these experiences that she's uh, putting down in words. This song is great. I really love this one. This one probably piqued my interest more than any of the other ones. So I'm very glad this one got picked. So I feel like she's this up and coming generations, Taylor Swift. And I feel like they're going to grow with her just like I grew with Taylor and I'm all for it. I like it. She is only 18. By uh, way. And she's accomplished so much more than I have. <laughs> talent, like just not just just raw talent is just annoying. Like go go, <laughs> it really go. is. <laughs> All right, that is pick number one, Olivia Rodrigo. Kyle, you have the second pick. What's gonna be? Yeah, see, I'm also conflicted because so the problem with I have is obviously I think Sarah and I are gonna be stealing a lot of picks from each other, but I also know that there's an artist that Damon and I are probably gonna be gunning for as well, and so I I'm torn. I don't. I don't know what's safe, uh, but because I just, just as a segue, because Sarah mentioned uh, Taylor, I'm going to draft a Taylor Swift song. It's a brand new song uh, from a re-released album, but not a re-release of a song. It's a new song. It's called Nothing New featuring Phoebe Bridgers. So this song was written way back in March of 2012, um, but obviously not released on the original Red uh it's from the vault uh i think that you know we were just talking about or sarah mentioned olivia being this generation's taylor and this song kind of touches on that about this idea of taylor's real fear of being kind of irrelevant after you know she had released i think i believe three albums before red and it kind of reached that that peak and she was worried that like the shine had kind of worn off and that I just think it's crazy that this is such a mature song to be coming out now. The fact that she wrote it back in 2012. Um, and then as everyone knows, I'm an incredibly huge uh, Phoebe Bridgers fan. And I, I just think that there was a joke going around, like before this song was released, it was known that she was going to be featured on it, but everyone was like, God, I hope she breaks the, the background vocals curse like give her an actual verse and she did and it's just fucking incredible i mean their voices just blend together so incredibly well um but yeah it's just so i i'm sure we'll be talking about taylor quite a bit on this draft but i have only really been actively listening to taylor swift for probably like two or so years i was like i was never opposed to taylor swift's music and i was never like i'm not a fan it was just not I don't know it just wasn't for me and i just didn't get around to it and by the time i started listening to it i was like well the last thing people want to hear is a white man saying hey this taylor swift is really good have you guys heard of her <laughs> uh so i just kind of kept it to myself but 
anything I could say has already been said. I mean, she's she's a, just a legitimately brilliant songwriter. And I think that, honestly, I think nothing new displays her, her songwriting ability more than anything else. I think the lyrics are just astounding. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I have really enjoyed her kind of transition into more, you know, acoustic kind of sound, uh, what with like folklore and evermore. And this song really leans into the kind of stripped back acoustic feel. And like I said, the, the way she and Phoebe's voice blends together is just out of this world. It's, I, I love this song. All right. First Taylor Swift song off the board. It will not be the last one. Um, <laughs> so I've gone like back and forth over like each side of the Taylor Swift uh, spectrum. I've gone from <laughs> I could care less. I couldn't care less. I like her. I, I Yeah, I'll listen to her songs to I'm going to change it if I hear her songs on the radio to Oh, she's cool, but I I don't listen to her music anymore to Yeah, I I respect her, but she's not my favorite to just now that she's just her songwriting has gotten to just a, to a point to where it's undeniable to how iconic and like influential she is and she's going to be. Still not one of my favorite people. But that I mean that that you know everyone has their problems with a lot of people, especially in music. As far as music, the music industry goes, she really hasn't done much wrong, you know. So I mean, it's just a personal thing. But I like a lot of her songs. This one I have not heard, and I'm very upset that I didn't realize that her and Phoebe had a song, or that I like completely <laughs> forgot that Kyle talked about it multiple times. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I did. <laughs> But like I, I, you know, I went and listened to as much Red as I could yesterday on my my journey to listen to the songs I just knew were going to be drafted or, or talked about. Um, but this one I didn't see. I didn't I didn't notice it. So I'm, I have no I have no idea how good it is. But the fact that it's Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridgers is all I need to know about it for Kyle, <laughs> because that is Kyle. <laughs> um you love Phoebe and you love Taylor. So this, this has to be a perfect blend as you say. So I'm excited to listen to it, uh, especially just to, to know what you're talking about more than anything. Sarah, <laughs> are you a fan of this song? I am. Uh, I have, I, I, I might get kicked off for admitting this. I have never heard a Phoebe Bridgers song before this. This was the, <laughs> the first time I'd ever heard her sing. And I didn't know at first it was her. I just heard someone <laughs> duetting with Taylor. And I was like, cool, I, this is pretty. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, this is the person Kyle talks about constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we all know how I feel about Taylor. I, too, when she first popped up, was not a fan. She was the opening to Rascal Flats, And I wanted her to get off the stage so Rascal Flats could come on the stage. <laughs> And then around 1989 is when I became uh, healthily obsessed with her. But it's she's really one of the first artists where I just make a point to actually listen to her lyrics. Like a lot of the songs you just listen to because they're fun and the music's good, but she tells stories. Mm-hmm. And now it's just how much has exploded over the last year or so is incredible. And now I know I like Phoebe Bridgers' voice, so I will dive more into that and <laughs> become acquainted with her. And so Kyle will not hate me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'm very much glad this is picked. Uh, this is a perfect first pick for Kyle. Um, and yeah, 
uh, that means we're going to move on to my first pick. Mm-hmm. And when Kyle said that he was worried about about me because of a band that we both might be going for, I was confused for a second. I was like, who? And I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting that first, getting this out of the way. This is one of my favorite songs in a while. It's just the, the groove, the mood, the vibe, no. the music video, the people, the sound, the charisma. It's leave the door open uh, with, with Silk Sonic. I mean, Bruno Mars, Anderson Pock. Um, I don't know if that is what you wanted, Kyle, but uh, but that's what I'm going with because as soon as I first heard this, this drop, I was like, I didn't even know that Bruno and, and Anderson were doing something together. And then they just dropped this. And it's just so good. It's it's silky. It, it's playful. They have funny, really corny lyrics because they they really went a little corny on this whole album, as we find out. But this one isn't a little isn't really overloaded with it. It has just the right amount, and it's just I love it. The lyrics are great, and it just really sends you back to kind of a '70s vibe, while still sounding like it's in the moment, like it, it's something that was made today. Um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Bruno Mars and uh, Anderson Pock. I've I've been really, you know, thought, you know, listening to a more and more of his stuff. And so like when this happened, super excited. The album itself is really good. Really great. Listen, I I think a couple songs get close to this one, but I think this is still ultimately the best track. Um, And it's so fun. I love it. Sarah, are you a fan? I am. Uh, so fun fact. I would hear this song and be like, oh, Bruno Mars has a new song. And then I'd look at my radio and it would say Silk Sonic. And I'd be like, oh, I guess it's just a guy that sounds like Bruno Mars. (laughs) And then it took me probably a solid two months to figure out that Bruno Mars was in Silk Sonic. And then I felt incredibly stupid. But (laughs) it's a great song. I mean, just the vibes on it are just so chill. And like you said, it brings you back to the 70s, but then it's still very current. And I'm a fan. I've not listened to the album yet, but it is on my to-do list. So I'm a fan. Do it. It's so fun. Kyle, was this what you were talking about? Uh, it wasn't. So now I'm like doubly afraid because now it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I really wanted this song, too. But there's another artist I'm worried about. Anyway, I yeah, it's God, it's such a good song. It's just like. So I like Bruno Mars okay. I like Anderson Pock okay. They're two artists that I just don't really listen to very regularly. But I feel like they this is the best they've ever been when they're playing together and singing together. Also, I'm a drummer, and so watching Anderson, you know, just kill the drums while singing the song is really fun. But oh man, it's just incredible. It's it's incredibly like you guys are saying. It's it's very 70s, which I'm a big fan of. But it's also just yeah, it, it's. Ah, it's so good. This whole album is great. I mean, it's it's a really, really, really solid album. Like you said, Damon, there's a couple that like almost reached this little level of this song. I think the only reason this was the one I was going to draft was because I've like it's the one I've known the longest, so I've had a chance to re listen quite a bit. As far as like the other stuff, it was released more recently. But there's another one that, in terms of like just how funny it is, it's way funnier than this one. And I might, I might draft that one just to spite Damon, but. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, this is an incredible first pick from you. I'm very mad, but well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I was also confused. Like, they said, like, 
when they would name it, it was like Bruno Mars, Anderson Pock, Silk Sonic. So I was like, there's four of them, and then you like see the music video, and then there's four of them. But then they're like, no, those technically it's just Bruno and, and Anderson that's Silk Sonic, and those are just like side members. And like I'm still confused. Like they ended up having Bootsy Collins, I think, and D, D- yeah. Miles helping them mm-hmm. and accompanying them. It, it's great music, whatever. They, you know, they, they, their branding for this was a little weird. That album should have dropped like September at the latest. Yeah, but I'm still happy it finally dropped before the year, so we could do this. So, um, yeah. Now I, I really don't know what you were talking about, though, Kyle. I don't know what band, <laughs> and now I'm just trying to rack my mind, like what pick I should pick next. And while I'm thinking, we're going to go to our first quick break. Welcome back from break. We are jamming out to some 2020s music. Not really because of copyright, but we're talking about them. And we are on Damon's second pick. What you got for us, man? So, Kyle just has me so in my own head right now. So, I'm just going with what I consider to be probably my favorite band of the last 10 years. Whoa. Um, so many of their songs I like, which is all, which is impressive considering their three albums, um, are all so different. Like, I mean, like when I say that, I'm not being facetious. These, I, I played them for, for people before a, a song from each one. And they're like, that's not the same band. <laughs> it, it's that drastically different, but each time is still so fun and you can still like hear their own. They're the same vibe. Okay. The same energy. Um, and this song particularly, it came out in 2020 on their last album. This one's just, it make it brings you back to, to the summertime. It's, you know, regret and wistful memories. It has kind of that, uh, Rodrigo feel, you know, um, I'm talking about glass animals, heat waves. Oh, Okay. Yep. I, I figured that probably wasn't it, but since I can't think of it, I was just going to go with one of my favorite songs of the last two years. Um, if you haven't heard Glass Animals, they're they they're, you know, pop, they're electronic, they're I don't really know what you would call them. They're just a really fun band um, with a lot of really unique music videos. Um, and this one's just really fun. You know, it's essentially talking about remembering being with someone and and how fun it was. But just the fact that they didn't work. It wasn't ever going to work. Um, but, you know, just being in that kind of that vibe, the heat wave of it all. Um, <laughs> I love Glass Animals and the whole album I could have drafted. So I, you know, I have to limit to at least one. So that's my <laughs> pick. Kyle, are you familiar with this song? Uh, I don't think I know the song. I have very recently, like we're talking the last couple of weeks, have started listening to Glass Animals. Really like them. Uh, I had a friend suggest them in Japanese house. That's been like all I've been listening to the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I'm a big fan. I love anything that's like electronic or pop. And I guess that's what you call it. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, they're really fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Heat Wave. You said it's off the their third album from 2020? Yes, it's uh, the Dream... Uh... What's the album called? Where is it at? I should have had all this information, of course, but I was like, I'll remember. Dreamland. Uh, yes, Dreamland. Dreamland. That's what I thought. And yeah, the whole album's very like has a very dream like shimmer vibe on it. Very, very 
wavy, I would say. It just has a wave vibe. Uh, their music always has like a unique kind of vibe on each album. Their first one was kind of like liquid, mm-hmm. would be how I would describe it in a weird way. Um, so yeah. Did, have you listened to this one before, Kyle? Did you, you I don't... haven't. No, I, I don't think I've heard any of this album. I, I started at the, like their, I forgot what their first album's called, but I tried to start at the beginning. So um, yeah, I, I, I have a new song to check out. But yeah, Glass Animals has been a really fun, like the last couple of weeks, just I've been binging their music and they're, they're a lot of fun. Sarah, have you uh, listened to any Glass Animals? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like I just googled it. I just googled them in the heat waves to see if it jogged my memory. It doesn't look familiar, but from what you're describing it, it's something I would be a big fan of. So I'm excited to to jump into them and see if I like them. And if I don't, I blame you. <laughs> well, you should, but you know, we all have our different uh tastes and all that. So there. everyone go listen to it. The whole album's great. This one especially. And now I still don't know what what band Kyle's talking about. I'm sure I'll <laughs> Uh, um until then we'll roll back to kyle your second pick is it another swifty song uh so i'll go ahead and get it out of the way this is not a band um i was now i'm like second guessing myself because i was sure we would both be gunning for, for this artist but uh i could pick any of the songs this artist released this past year um this was part of a netflix special uh called inside by the comedian bo burnham which if you have not seen, run, run and go watch Inside on Netflix. Um, I'm going to draft the song That Funny Feeling because, my God, if there's not a song that ooh, like represents the last two years, last two years. I don't know what does. Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen the Netflix special or unfamiliar with Bo Burnham, he basically uh, filmed just himself this this netflix special while he was in quarantine in 2020 as his new comedy special he he was ready to he had taken a break from comedy for about two years and he was ready to get back and and tour again and then the pandemic hit so he instead filmed this entire uh special by himself it's just him and his in his house um and i hesitate to even call it a comedy special (laughs) uh it's very very hard to watch at points um i think it I'm glad that it was released as a special instead of like an ongoing series in real time, you know, during the pandemic, because it probably would have been too much at that point, because it is really depressing at points and just perfectly captures like pandemic anxiety and isolation really well. But uh, that funny feeling, I think, does that to a T. It just perfectly encapsulates just the absolute like insanity of the last two years, just in like our country and our world and like kind of like the absolute just like ridiculousness of it all and 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 living in a in a, a a global pandemic and experiencing all these really heightened uh things during that and uh it also i would say is probably one of bo's strongest songs vocally um he's always been a pretty good vocalist but obviously the emphasis has more been on you know the comedy of it and like the writing of it he plays guitar for this one which is not typical for him he's usually on the piano and yeah, it's just I I am so intrigued and and impressed and and just amazed by the artistry that goes into the stuff Bo Burnham does. He's always been one of my favorite stand-up comedians, but this really took it to another level. I think inside really it just like I said it just perfectly captured the the experiences I was having, you know, during the pandemic, but just like watching someone else kind of 
like fall apart <laughs> over an hour or two uh, felt a little validating it was like okay i'm not the only one um and that funny feeling i think is just a perfect summation of, of that experience so i had had to drop that one sarah do you know Bo? i do know Bo, not personally unfortunately that'd be awesome uh i have not seen his new special I failed in that department, but I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I am a fan of Bo. I've always loved his stuff. And he just he just is such a great representation of what's been going on and is always seems to connect with people. And his comedy is amazing. So and his directing, I have to drop that really quick. His directing is insane. Yes. Eighth grade is so good. Eighth. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but the oh, most yeah. second hand embarrassment ever. Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> I like, can't wait till my nieces are old enough so I can make them watch it and be like, this is what it's going to be like. Just be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> if my brothers are listening, I won't actually do that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of Bo. I need to watch this. It's just one of those that I just keep forgetting to. I find something shiny to look at instead. But <laughs> I will run and do that as soon as possible. Yes. Um. The, the special is a lot okay be in a good mindset um i was thankfully warned by kyle um mm -hmm. that it was a very intense watch and so like i actually put it off like a week or two and then i watched it and i was like yeah that makes a lot of sense and i actually you know one reason why i wasn't really thinking too much about it for the draft is be just because it was something i didn't want to revisit for a while because it was just so much yeah, that's fair. I actually didn't listen to most of the songs until like this past month. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy it a lot now, but like I don't know if I'll ever watch the special for another couple like a year or two at least just because of like the thing like how Bo is just feeling in the mood like you can see it in his face and everything. It's just it's rough yeah. and very relatable and I don't want to go back to uh the pandemic, the dark times again, you know. <laughs> But the songs are great. This one's super fun. I like pretty much, I think maybe all but maybe one or two of the songs in the special. Mm -hmm. uh, which in, even then, I think they're still pretty bearable. This, I don't think, is the one I would have gone for, but it's great. I enjoy it a lot. It's just the way Bo makes his songs are so creative and that they each have such a distinct kind of sound to them. And that's so impressive, especially in like a special like this. So I'm glad you I knew you were going to go with Bo, but I didn't. Yeah, I just like I said, I wasn't going to listen to him enough to connect to it as much, I think, as you were going to. So that's definitely totally fair. Go with Bo. Yeah. question. Yes. Can I listen to the song by itself and then go back and watch the special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All of these okay. songs like you don't there's no narrative to them. There kind of is, but you, you can definitely listen to them independently from watching the special. Okay, so I'll listen to that tonight and then watch it when finals are over. Right. <laughs> there, there's a narrative so much as in, like, the songs you hear in all of his other specials. There's a right. setup. Yeah. But you don't need to know the setup to get the song. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, they're so great. They really are. Uh, <laughs> Especially the, I was actually close to drafting the both of the Jeff Bezos ones because they're so fucking funny. Like, there's actually, I mean, for a comedy special, there's not a whole lot of songs that are actually really funny. They're all very introspective and and, and deep, but hashtag deep, as, as Bo would say. Uh, but the Bezos songs are just a fucking jam. Jeffrey <laughs> <Gary> Bezos. <laughs> so good. Yes, Sarah, at least just go listen to the songs. The, 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 that, those are so good. Um, all right. 
Those are two very, very Kyle picks. I love it. <laughs> Starting strong. We're back to Sarah. You gave us uh, Olivia Rodrigo, her debut album, one of the best songs. What are you going to pair it with? All right. Well, I did make a comment while discussing Olivia that she's a current generation's person. And so I, I got to be on brand. I got to pick my Taylor Swift. And I mean, 16 days ago, the world was changed when <laughs> Red Taylor's version was dropped because it also was accompanied by All Too Well, the 10 Oof. minute version. And boy, was that a hit. <laughs> like, so we knew that there was a 10 minute version of this song since pretty much 2012, right, Kyle? Mm-hmm. That's when it was made. So, yeah. We knew it was there, but we never thought we'd actually get it. And then we got it, and I, I did not think it, it would even be what it was. And it's just insanity. And for things to anybody who has been in that type of relationship, you feel like you could have written the song yourself. Where you were with this person who you know now is not good for you, and you know now that the way they treated you wasn't right. But back then, it was devastating. Like, she was so young. I think she was 19, 20 when she wrote this. Yeah. It's just, it's 10 minutes of heartbreak and sadness, and it's just amazing, and I love it so much. And then go watch the movie, too, because Sadie Sink and Noah <laughs> Ryan are insanely good in it. Oh, they're so good. Perfectly so good. <laughs> Kyle, are you a fan of this one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, it's, it's really crazy for, like, so All Too Well... I think is not only my favorite Taylor Swift song, it's probably uh, among like the, the Taylor Swift fan base, the consensus for her best song. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely like favorites among them, but I just think in terms of like writing, I, I so it's it's interesting. I, I remember this coming out and, and knowing there was a 10 minute version. I was almost hesitant because I was like, I don't know if you want to mess with like a perfect five minutes. Like it's just so good. And then I heard it and I was like, Oh, I was wrong. I I was wrong. (laughs) Uh, Because it's all of that perfection with just so much more. All the best part of it is the added lyrics. I mean, you've got, ah, I I could just quote it all, but it's just, I was, I was quoting it earlier with our good friend, Ryan and our our group chat. Uh, But yeah, it's just, it's, it's like Sarah said, it's, it's 10 plus minutes of, of heartbreak and and devastation. It's just, it's tough being, it's tough being a fan of Jake Gyllenhaal's acting career and also hearing this album and being like, you piece of shit. Like, (laughs) You were so much older than her. Like, uh, it's just very, very, very concerning. And and yeah, it's rough. Um, But I think that if Taylor has taught us anything with this album, but with many about her albums and stuff, is that you can turn pain into great art. And I mean, she has she's basically the master of that. And I think that she just has this ability of being so incredibly vulnerable in her songs um, and being real and. Unfortunately, I think that a lot of people have have kind of twisted that and talked about how like, oh, she's always singing about her. That's what I always used to hear before I got into Taylor Swift was she's always singing about her exes. I always heard about her exes. This is so dumb. It's like there's a reason for that. I mean, it's called processing trauma and processing breakups are hard, you know, <laughs> especially when you're a public figure and you have to break up publicly. I'm sure it's it's incredibly difficult. And so. Um, I just think that the way that she has turned that into incredible songwriting is is really special. Um, and I think it's really cool, too. 
a lot of people have questioned the point of these re-releases and the, there's a reason it's called taylor's version I, I love that she now owns the the masters on these songs and she can that's why we get a 10 minute <laughs> cut of a song is that she can do whatever the fuck she wants with this music because it's hers um so yeah i just i i I'm a huge fan. All Too Well is 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 still my my favorite Taylor Swift song, and this 10 minute version is just, it's almost like what Damon was saying with Inside. <laughs> I can't I can't listen to this like every day. It's it's a little too devastating. But it's when I'm in the right place and I want to <laughs> feel the sadness, I'll I'll find the 10 minute version. But it's yeah, it's incredible. I had two very long drives over the last few days to Northern California and back, and I listened to this uh, more than I should have probably. And <laughs> <laughs> now I need to take a little break, but I'll eventually get back to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I am sure this is a good song. Um, I will probably never know, but uh, the original version is good enough for me. Um, it's good. It's not one of my favorite uh, Swiss songs. Um, I will maybe divulge my, like, top three Taylor Swift songs maybe at the end of this draft. No, I won't. I'll keep that in the bag for the 2010s draft because most ah. of them are considered in that bracket. So yeah. Rude. I will say I listened to, <laughs> I listened to some folklore. Cardigan's a bop. I really, really like Cardigan. That's a really good song. So I very, I, I enjoy many Taylor Swift songs. It's just the ones that it seems that a lot of other people connect to. I'm just okay. Yeah, it's good. It's I, I just don't connect to, um, you know. But that that's what artists are, are so great about. Like they have so many songs that some you're going to love, some you're just not going to like as much. Some you'll listen to on the daily, and some you'll just you know you'll never put on again until like you you have to. It's just. But uh, that's the great about Taylor. Her discography is getting huge. Just so many songs and like these redos. And I was just going to mention what what uh kyle said was just i really love the fact that she remastered all of these to own them you know i think more artists should do that if they have the ability to i believe it's harder than it seems i think and that's why not people do but just the fact that she was able to is great and that she did hopefully this opens up the door for some more people to be able to do that because uh, I, I saw saw no uh an article that said you know this was the most punk rock things that someone's done in a while it's like yeah not really like being able to uh to own your own own music is really huge in this industry so great yeah. stuff for her and hopefully the artist so yeah that is taylor swift song number two i still don't think we're done with her quite yet so <laughs> i won't say goodbye <laughs> but that's pick number two and now it's pick number three for sarah for the turnaround what you got this is gonna be such a, a 180. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said preface, if my brothers are listening, please fast forward like four minutes or so. <laughs> my next pick is uh, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion walk. Wow. <laughs> uh, that was supposed yeah. to be perfect. and then Kyle threw me off with his Tom Foolery and <laughs> So I avoided this song for a while just because it was very like TikTok-y and I was like, no, I'm not going to like it. And then one day I listened to it and I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Because very rarely do we get songs from women expressing that, hey, guess what? We like sex too. <laughs> it's pleasurable for us. We enjoy it. And 
I know they've gotten a lot of shit for it, especially from old white men who don't want to hear about it, but it's amazing. It took over. I don't care. I love that they don't care that they just are doing what they want to do. I know Cardi B isn't everybody's favorite. I don't know enough about her to say anything about it, but WAP is just fun. It's fun to listen to. It's fun to sing along to in your car when nobody else is around. <laughs> I'm a fan. I love it. I listened to it today, getting ready to film something, and it was great. It is. Kyle, are you a fan of yeah, WAP? I, I <laughs> fucking love this song. I it's really caught me off guard when he said 180. I was like, oh, it's gonna be like a a sad song. Well, all too well is sad. Oh, it's WAP. <laughs> it's WAP. Uh, yeah, I, I, I fucking love the song. I was kind of the same way. I, I held off because I was like, ah, yeah, it's it's all over TikTok. I just don't know if that's honestly why I stayed away from driver's license, too, is is just oversaturation. But um, yeah, it's just it's it's incredible. Uh, fuck the haters. I, I think that this is just this is the beauty of music is the expression. And I, I think this is that to a T. And, you know. Cardi B and Megan Stallion are not artists that I listen to, but WAP is is a fucking jam, and it's it's more one that I love listening to when I'm driving because it's just you know there's we talked about this in other drafts like there are songs that you have to have on in the car with like the windows down like blared you know to a hundred WAP is definitely one of those so this is a great pick. Like I said before, I am upset right now because that was my second pick. <laughs> and then Kyle just faint like through the biggest hey. thing ever. I just I said some the words. wrong person angry. Um, <laughs> but it's okay. I mean, I'm, I, I knew it was going to be picked and I'm glad it was. Um, I So I grew up in the South, okay? And the first rap song I remember ever hearing was Back That Ass Up. From our boy Juvenile. <laughs> okay. And ever since then, I rap has just been a part of my life. Like, I mean, it was everywhere growing up, especially in that time period. I mean, I'd say like 98 to 2005 rap hip hop was just a glorious period of of banger after banger. Um, a lot of those songs were vulgar as fuck, <laughs> mainly for men. Okay. I mean, the Ying Yang Twins had several okay juvenile mystical all of them multiple songs were songs just like this okay it was they were just as vulgar i don't know about more vulgar but they you know pretty much very similar songs there was no up there was an uproar as far as your conservative base but as far as hip-hop was concerned that was just normal mm-hmm. now you have these two like just goliath megastars coming on the scene to do their thing and just to see how upset so many people got was just hilarious. It's so hypocritical for one. And two, it's just this is this is a part of rap. I mean, it, it's a throwback to Little Kim. Okay, like she she really pioneered this kind of style for rap and hip hop. And it's just for one, sounds so good. The beat is amazing. It's like that who's in this house. It, it's so catchy. Um, I I heard it i listened to it pretty much as soon as it dropped um this was in my days where i was checking spotify every thursday night for the for the drop for new music um i still try to do it when i can um i just love music i love finding new music 
And so that was that dropped, and you were like, you're not not going to listen to a song that said, oh, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion has a song together. Okay. <laughs> and it like you, you saw the music video on it that goes with it. The music video is next level. Oh, okay. okay. One of my favorite like music videos of the last 10 years because they don't really make them very much anymore <laughs> but this one's so good cardi b and megan really like jail well, well together on the song it's just i mean there's not often when a when a song every verse like every line is gold i, I like i'm not going to say every line is gold but almost every single line of this song is gold okay i'm not going to quote them because we don't need another, you know, soundbite of a white white guy singing this song. Okay. And I will not do that to any of you. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. But it's it's been talked about a lot. But this song needed to be picked. It was everywhere. So divisive, so polarizing for a reason. And it's going to be around for a while, I think. It's going to be like, it's already put in the lexicon. It's like in the pop culture zeitgeist. So very well deserved. Any last thoughts about WAP before we move on? Everybody just go watch the music video because I saw it for the first time last night and I was like, oh, that is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. These are some great songs. We're doing really well. We're back around to Kyle. What you got, man? All right. Uh, I'm really excited about this next one. It is rare that I get to... uh, it's rare that I get to draft things, uh, songs, movies, TV shows, whatever, from people that I know. And I say no with an asterisk because I've never met this person in real life, but he's a good friend of ours, good friend of the pod. I am drafting uh, The Albatross by Lost at Sea, uh, the band that our good buddy Aaron is involved in. Um, fucking love this. Could have made the list game, you know, first album. <laughs> uh, but. I fucking love their album. Uh, I remember there were a few albums this year that I was like setting countdowns on my phone for and like waiting up till midnight. This was one of them. Uh, yeah, I, I think I could have drafted any song from this album. I think Skeleton Key is also great, but I think the Albatross is just. I I go in and out of phases of listening to rock and punk rock and uh sometimes kind of burn out and get tired of it and i think the albatross was like my gateway of getting back into it like now i've been listening to a ton of like punk rock that i used to listen to when i was a kid and it's just so fun it's just also like having the words i know that i'll be fine being like the defining words of your album is fucking cool uh yeah it's just like i feel like when you know and are friends with someone you almost are worried about listening to watching whatever like the content they create because you don't you want to be their friend but you also want to be honest and like i was where i was like i hope it's not bad so i don't have to lie to aaron but it's fucking incredible <laughs> like this whole album is just banger after banger and i think that he and his his bandmates really created something special but the albatross is definitely the one i, I had to pick from that album oh yes this is such a good song like i think i'm glad you mentioned this and you said skeleton key right yes those are two of my favorite from the album. They're like, I guess like what they consider themselves post rock is what I think what they say. I think but so. Yeah. It, it's just like such a melodic. It's melodic and hard and soft at the same time. It, it's just very has such a great melody to it. 
Um, Aaron kills it. I've been trying to get him on the podcast, and he's just too busy, you know, touring this he's album. A rock star. <laughs> so I get it, I guess. Aaron, come on soon. <laughs> um, but yes, this is really good. Please go listen to the album. They're great people. Um, and the songs are just so well done. Like they have I, I like songs that that have a lot of different progression, you know, and little hard, a little soft, you know ramps it up and then likes to dial it down and they're just really good at that so i love this one sarah are you a fan absolutely i am so glad this was picked because i honestly did not even think think about it and the second you said it Kyle, i was like oh shit <laughs> so i am so happy uh this is my favorite song on the album like i had definitely cried in my car to it multiple times it is just the greatest one of the best things I've ever heard where it's describing survivor's guilt and just mm. that feeling of like wanting someone there back and you don't know what to do anymore. And there's a line where it's like handshaking, like I don't know what to do. And anyone who's ever lost anybody knows that is a very real feeling. So this is great. I'm so happy. And get Aaron on the podcast. <laughs> and Aaron, make a thousand more of these albums, please. Thank yes, you. Please. <laughs> trying we're trying oh i'm so glad you went with them kyle um i love their their aesthetic i need to get me a lost at sea shirt really badly um yeah it's cool same oh so good all right well lost at sea is off the board the albatross go listen we're back to me before i take my my third pick we're going to take another quick break you've seen him on the big screen in the movies you see him small screen on tv but now the muffin man is dropping his album muffin land with hits like it's a Doughboy's life gluten's paradise and bready for love but that's not all he's got some new ones you haven't heard yet including all my friends are bread all are muffin busy doing muffin and what he calls his favorite track he's ever done can't tell me muffin Check it all out, December 25th. Merry Christmas. Welcome back from break. break. We are talking about 2021 slash 2020 songs. Uh, The Albatross by Lost at Sea has just gone off the board. And now we are back to Damon. What you got for us, sir? Yes. So the last two years I've had some really good ones. Um... And of course, like from the sounds of it, it looks like I, I try to stay away from the super like overly popular ones just because they're great, but they tend to get overplayed and overrated and stuff like that. But this one, so this song, when it hit, was another one with the music video that was everywhere. And it's so such a great music video. And it just had people even more upset than WAP, which you didn't couldn't think was possible in 2020 and then 2021 rolls around and then a great guy by the name of little nas x mm-hmm. drops an amazing album <laughs> and, and the song that he drops before the album montero call me by your last name is just so good it's so catchy and it just had people so mad and angry and i love when people get upset like that for no, for no reason over art okay this dude's a performer he's an artist and it, this song, it's it's so beautiful. It, I love it. Like this whole album, I really enjoyed. I was so 
impressed with how like the production skill on every single song was was top tier. This one still, I think, is just the catchiest. The one I I keep going back to. I love Montero. Um, and the video, <laughs> like the whole that de- like lap t- dance on the devil was just <laughs> you. You can't beat that. That's this age Madonna level. You know, mm-hmm. like shock value that's going to stick around for years and for a reason. You know, he he can back it up, and I'm glad he can because a lot of people are like one hit wonder. You can't make music. You know, go back to country and all that, and it's just like. Like he's showing just what he can do, and and so I'm so happy for him. So yeah, that's my pick. Kyle, you a fan? Oh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of future Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle star Lil Nas X. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Grand Thad. Uh, yeah, this I fucking love this song. This is the, you know, thanks to Army Hammer being a weird piece of shit, I can't enjoy the movie Call Me By Your Name anymore. So this is now my only Call Me By Your Name. Uh, this is just such a fucking incredible song. It would be a great song and, and worthy of drafting by itself. But like you mentioned, with the music video, that just puts it way over. I mean, that that music video is a, a thing of beauty. And the whole album is, is also really, really fun. But this is the song. I, I remember hearing Old Town Road however long ago that was like 2016 2017 um, it was it was it was not far far that far I don't okay think. but i remember hearing that and being like okay this is fine you know it's whatever and obviously it being like overplayed but and then this just hits and i was like holy shit like i i may not hear everything he he puts out but if it's something like montero i'll, I'll be there it's just yeah it's it's a fucking pop this is incredible stuff sarah do you like Montero? I do. I'm not a huge Lil Nas X fan. I haven't heard a lot of his stuff, but Montero is great. The music video is just one of the greatest things I've ever watched. And I mean, anything that pisses off everybody is going to be good. Because yeah. And he, I, what I love about him is that he's just being himself. He's doing mm-hmm. what he wants to do. He's not letting anybody get to him. And for a newer artist to do that is pretty impressive because usually they want to fit in and they want everybody to like them. And he's kind of like, fuck all y'all. I'm going to be myself and I'm going to sing and I'm going to give the devil a lap dance. And if you don't like it, it sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a fan. I def- I need to listen to his full album. I haven't done that yet. Do it. it. It's very good. It really is. All right. Any other thoughts before I go with my next pick? Uh, just, just go watch. This is another one. Just go watch the music video. Like WAP, like, like I said, this, the music video puts it over. Even if you haven't listened to the full album or anything, watch the music video. That'll sell you on Lil Nas X or, you know, it'll piss you off like all the other white conservatives, but then, you know, fuck them. <laughs> no, don't. We don't want more of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So back to me for another pick. And as I was talking on on the small break with Sarah, I I don't want to pick these these songs that no one will know what I'm talking about because that's no fun. Uh, I'll just make a playlist recommend you know recommended playlist for everybody for that. But you know, as far as the, these, I wanted to talk about songs that you know were kind of out there that people know and that I think just really are good. You know, that deserve to be played so much and were popular for a reason. And I think this song was one I think very much deserved that. Um, I think it just recently ended up becoming one of the most played videos on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
it's one of my favorites of his the weekend blinding lights okay like the weekend is good okay i there'll be like a a time where like okay i'm tired of hearing them and i'll stop and then like he'll drop another song it's like oh wow that's another good one and then you start listening to it and they start overplaying and you start hearing everywhere like okay i'm done that almost happened in this song and then like it, it started like fading away and now I can hear it again and be like, yes, the song is great. It's just really fun, really catchy. I can't not move along to it when I hear it. Um, the weekend is he just knows how to make good music, like really good modern day hip hop and R&B music. And this one's just this has a lot of he's also been really blending into EDM. You know, he has the song with the uh, Daft Punk and all that. This one is definitely EDM heavy. Um, it just has a really great beat and catch to it. So it was everywhere. His his performance at the Super Bowl was very divisive. You know, I I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I thought it could have been a lot better because I know how good he is. And yeah, uh, he's a really great live performer. And I, I really wish I could hear this song live. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. So, yeah, this is just one of my favorite of his. It's really catchy. I, I'm always moving to it. Blinding Lights. Kyle, you a fan? Um, I don't even know if I've... This is one that I know is a huge song, and I, I'm sure I have heard it, but I just can't think of it in my head right now. As far as The Weeknd goes, I know I've heard, like, Can't Feel My Face, and I've heard Call Out My Name. And I, I saw, I mean, I was watching that Super Bowl, so I'm sure I, I heard this song, uh, but I can't think of it. I, You know, The Weeknd, I think I've never really been a, a big fan, um, but I think that, like you're saying, like when he is is at his best is, is when he leans into this stuff like this, when it's more, I don't know, like Daft Punk-ish heavy or like stuff when he's really experimenting. And it seems like that's the case with, blinding lights um so yeah I'd, I'd have to give it a listen to see if it jogs my memory but he's an artist that i just don't <laughs> this is gonna sound really dumb and film broy, but my my i hear the weekend and i think oh that cameo in uncut gems that's what i i think of that first before any of his music <laughs> uh but yeah yeah he's just an artist that you were saying this earlier with taylor swift it's just like i i am not i i just he might he may he may not just be my like my cup of tea, but I I know that I've heard some of his stuff. I just for some reason for the life of me cannot think of Blinding Lights. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Sarah, are you a fan of Blinding Lights? I am. Uh, kind of make you feel better when I hear The Weekend. I hear oh Selena Gomez's ex boyfriend. That's <laughs> what I go to. I do like Blinding Lights. It definitely was one of those where it got played so much that I grew to hate it and now i'm at the point where i'm liking it again mm -hmm. but i agree it's done it's a song you move to like you can't hear it and not at least bop your head or kind of sway to the side it's on my cleaning playlist it gets me up and moving but i don't know a lot about him i haven't heard a lot but i like what i hear so far with him and yeah i'm a i'm a fan but i'm not a, a massive fan i need to learn more about him but i might not who knows <laughs> all right well y'all y'all yeah i would say kyle definitely go listen to it again it, it's just it's a fun one like the lyrics aren't the most mature like super 
genius or anything, but it's like she said, it's a song you're going to move to. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a great fun dancing song. Okay. Awesome. All right. That's my fourth pick. And that means we're going to move back around to Kyle for your fourth. What you got? All right. Uh, let's see. Gosh, I just expected so much to be like taken off. Like leave the door open is really the only one that I, I really, really wanted. Uh, I'm torn between two. I'm going to go with one. I just, this is an artist who has been around for quite some time, but I've only recently started like diving into her music, maybe like for the last couple months or so. And have absolutely fallen in love. I, she's going to be all over my 2010s draft. But this album, I mean, this song was released on her her brand new album that came out in July this year uh, from the album These Silent Days. Um, it was released as the first lead single from in July, and that is Right on Time by Brandy Carlisle. Uh, just I fucking adore Brandy. I think that. She, I have been, I don't read very often. I've been reading uh, her autobiography and it's just really, really, really insightful into just her life and her her songwriting process. But uh, I think she's just a very honest uh, musician and honest artist. And a lot of her her childhood and and struggles growing up and and her life now really works its way into her music. and, And it's just very real and honest music, but it's very uplifting as well. And I'm a big fan of, I won't mention the other song that I was going to say, because again, 2010s, uh, but uh, this is, yeah, the, the album these in these silent days is, is really, really good, but I think right on time is just really, really special. It's it's just a very big and, and I won't say orchestral song, but just very big instrumentally. I love a song that builds. Um, and yeah, if you, if you haven't heard any of your music, I would, Definitely recommend just kind of doing a deep dive like I did. But if you want like an intro to her music, I, I would say her performance of this song on uh, one of the most recent episodes of Saturday Night Live. It was the one that Jason Sudeikis hosted, which uh, I think Sarah mentioned earlier. I also don't watch SNL that often anymore. But with the combo of Sudeikis and <laughs> Randy Carlyle, I was like, okay, I, I kind of have to. Um, I was disappointed that there were no Ted Lasso sketches, but <laughs> uh, he was a great host. Obviously, he was a cast member, and he, he's one of my favorite cast members at SNL, but he was a great host, and Brandy just fucking rocked my socks off. Her performance of Right on Time is just incredible stuff. So had to pick her because she is just really one of my most recent like obsessions as, as far as music goes. Sarah, are you a fan? I'm not, uh, sorry to say, I don't even remember hearing this name before in my life. Oh, no. That's okay. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I'm now very excited to deep dive and to find out this thing. What uh, style of music is she? Uh, I would say she's like folk, kind of folk rock, I guess. Um, she also, I know you are a big Ben Platt fan. Uh, he... Uh, covered one of her songs, "The Joke," on his his Netflix special live at Radio City Music Hall. Um, so if you hear that song, it's that's kind of the style of her, her music. But yeah, it's like folk rock, I guess is what the best des- description of of her music. Okay, cool. I'm sorry I can't say more about her, but I am very excited to have a new artist to deep dive into. Yes, um, I've only heard of her because of Kyle. And just as of late, you know, that she, you know, she was on SNL and 
I think she's she's been like doing some stuff with Pearl Jam as of late. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she but, she she also has been making a name with that kind of music scene as well. Like she has petitioned to be the uh, front woman for Soundgarden and is like very close with Eddie Vedder. So yeah, she's she's it's really interesting because her music isn't exactly in that uh, style, but she seems to really kind of get the process that goes into that type of music. Very similar kind of vibes, just a different sound. Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. But like I said, I I never heard the song before, so I have no idea how it sounds. But I folk is not my forte, not my cup of tea. But this is a very Kyle pick, so I'm very happy for you. Uh, and it doesn't take away from my board, so that's another good part about it. So <laughs> feel free to draft another Brandy song. Go for it. Um, what, is this the one that you would recommend people listen to if you've never heard her before? Or is this more of like, you like Brandy, you're going to like this song? I think it's the latter. I think if you're a fan already, I mean, it's a great song, but I think it's in terms of like intro, intros to her music, it's probably either the story or the joke. Those two are like really great. They're a great picture of like what her music uh, is at its best. But Right on Time is also just a really really great i would say we're kind of on on trend with music videos but not in the same way as as wap and uh and montero but the, the music video for this is really 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 good as well very well directed so yep gotcha all right sarah we're back around to you we last drafted wap what's next uh i'm torn all right we're going a little a little different, not not too crazy. Uh, this is a band I've been a fan of a while. Um, they've been around for God, since like the early 2000s, I think maybe late 90s. I didn't get in them to them until about high school, and they have a new album that is so good, and I want everybody to listen to it. I know country is not loved by all, but I'm a big country. Oh, okay. I'm a country fan. I'm not a big country fan. <laughs> but I'm going with The Chicks, Gaslighter. Uh, they, I've always been a fan of The Chicks, formerly known as The Dixie Chicks. They've changed it recently. They just have a great sound and incorporate so much into their music. And this new song, Gaslighter, is so good. They, ugh, the if you We're talking a lot about music videos today. Their music video is very interesting for this. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. But I suggest that people go watch it and you decide. But this is just a song about learning that somebody is a gaslighter and learning, understanding that you are trying to convince me that what happened didn't actually happen. And I'm calling you out on your bullshit for it. And I'm not going to let you do this to me anymore. And it's awesome. I'm a fan of the chicks. Ever since their Not Ready to Make Nice album just exploded a few years ago after they were shamed for saying things that everybody eventually learned that was kind of true i don't know <laughs> I, I was like i don't know if you this might have been the early days of uh, george bush but i don't know i'm a fan of the dixie chick the chicks sorry and yeah gaslighter this song sounds great i mean you know i feel like everyone can relate to a gaslighting issue at at least one point in their life um i i've always respected the chicks from that moment you know it's like the early 2000s was even then i was i was considered probably a i consider myself a baptist christian 
conservative, whatever, as a little 10-year-old boy could ever consider yourself being, because you don't know anything at all, but what you're but what you, you're told and what you see. And so that that was everywhere at that time, you know. It's like, what are why, why are they doing all this? And then as you grow up, you're just like, yeah, they were pretty cool doing that. Like, they, they were pretty badass. And, like, you see more interviews. And they just seem really cool and down to earth. And I'm their music is really good. It's very genuine stuff, you know. Like, I've never been a fan. But I've never been like, oh, wow, this song is terrible. Turn it off. I just I've never actively, you know, like oh, I want to listen to the to the chicks. But this song sounds good. Is is this kind of like a softer song or does this have a little bit more of a oh, guitar? This, this is an angry song. <laughs> okay. I like Angry Country. Angry Country's fun. Angry Country's yeah. fun. Okay. And yes, I am not I will not say I hate country because that is not true. I very much love a lot of the older uh generation, the like the very beginning the pioneers and then the 90s country is some of my favorite music like that's the country i grew up on okay john michael montgomery and Mm. and shrit and all them jackson um even a little bit of garth i'm not the biggest fan but no i want to listen to this one i'm I'm very intrigued kyle are you a fan of the chicks i am yeah i just like you just said like i I would not say I, I hate country. I just think that the genre, I, I just, it's not really for me over the last maybe like five, 10 years, but there are, there are uh, gems that will pop up like Tennessee whiskey by Chris Stapleton. I fucking love that song. Um, and gaslighter. I, I really, really like this song. I, I have not actively listened to the chicks in a while, but I remember this popping up. I think I just, it was a recommended video on YouTube or something. Uh, and I was like, Oh, I haven't heard them in a while. Honestly, the last time I heard the chicks was as backing vocals on a Taylor Swift song, <laughs> uh, a heartbreaking Taylor Swift song. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, so I was like, Oh, I, I haven't really listened to their music. I'll check this out. And I, I agree. I do really like angry country. I feel like that's kind of when the genre is at its best and yeah, the chicks are, are really, really fun. And, and there, there's something, this is going to sound really dumb and simple, but I just, there's something that I really enjoy about, about, I love a good solo artist more as much as the next person. You know, I'm a huge Phoebe Burgess fan and a huge David Bowie fan, whatever. But there's something really special about people who are just so have been working together for so long and just so understand each other and the way they sing and, and play. That's really special. And the fact that they're still together now and making music is is really impressive. So this is a, a great pick. And fuck Gaslighters. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's pick number four for Sarah and Rebecca Randeher. Pick number five for the turn. What you got? I just want to say real quick, I just looked it up. They formed as a group the year I was born, 1989. And that just boggles my mind. Wow. Can you move, please? Sorry. <laughs> my cat has decided that he needs to be sitting exactly where I am. It's not <laughs> working. <laughs> okay, uh, number four... Number five. Oh, number five. Oh, God, see. This is what happens when you get in my way. Uh, I'm going... I'm not a huge fan of this artist, but I'm a huge fan of the featured artist on this song. (laughs) So I'm going with MGK and Halsey, Forget Me Too. And what's weird is I only listened to this song for the first time like two weeks ago, and I cannot stop listening to it. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's basically 
a guy, uh, uh, these two are singing about how they no longer want to be together in this relationship, but they can't like get rid of each other. And they're like, okay, if you want to forget me, then forget me too. Like, leave me alone. And then they don't. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. We've all had that person that we want to say goodbye to and get rid of, but then we keep getting drawn back in. MGK, I know more from his relationship with Megan Fox <laughs> and that insanity that's been happening the last year or so. <laughs> I am weed. Yes. No. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. I also just found out he's a dad to like a 13-year-old and that kind of boggled my mind. Oh, wow. But, okay, thank you. Uh, I'm a big Halsey fan, though. I was supposed to go to the concert a couple years ago and then COVID happened. That was really annoying. But I'm a fan of this. It's just a fun song to rock out to and dance to and just kind of get your anger out about that person who just won't leave you alone. And that means you can't leave them alone. So, Halsey, MGK, forget me too. MGK. I So I, I watched a movie also recently, The Dirt, uh, the Motley Crue movie on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Plays uh, Tommy Lee in it. Yes, he does. Not not terrible. well, yeah. <laughs> he does a decent job, I have to say. Yeah, like he's he was surprisingly likable in that role. For I mean, as likable as you can like Tommy Lee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Watch the new yeah. <laughs> But uh, I MGK like I go back and forth on whether I like like he'll I'll hear a song from him or something. I'm like, oh, you know, that's not bad. And then like I'll see him do something, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I don't like you. <laughs> and then like I'll forget about it. And I'm like, oh, maybe I like him again. And he'll do another stupid thing. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't like you. Like, so I just have to remind myself I'm not a fan, but that doesn't mean he can't make good music. Um, I have not heard this song, but I love Halsey. She's amazing. I like, I fell in love with her when she was dropping that music for the uh, Snow White movie. Mm. And yeah. I was just like, wow, who is this? It just kept playing on my Pandora stations, and then like I just fell in love. She's so great. And this was, I think, when they were together, right? Or were, they, or were they not? Were they just friends? I, I'm not really. Was, it was 2020, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so they might have been together. So that would be an interesting. Um, huh? Who knows? Maybe they're just friends, but that's an interesting one. But yeah, no, I really want to hear this song. Uh, is it just like a kind of a? what you would expect from a, a housey song or is it more yeah. mgk style okay i think yeah. it's a little bit more mgk style but i they go a lot of back and forth in it which i like so and this is before he, he became more whatever he's trying to do now this was more of his rap style yeah rap rocks yeah okay i don't know what he's trying to do now it, it's trying to be weed come on <laughs> Oh, uh, Kyle, you a fan? Uh, yeah, continuing the trend of I don't, I don't know what the fuck MGK is doing, but I love Halsey. <laughs> uh, I also have not heard this song, but I, um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted. This cat is adorable. Uh, <laughs> driving me crazy. I knew this would happen. The other one is being an angel sleeping. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I now want to go check it out just for for Halsey. I, I, I think that. I think that like rapper beefs are fun when it's like 
you are interested in both rappers and the Eminem MGK beef has been so fucking boring because MGK is already kind of a poor man's Eminem and Eminem is just a poor man's, you know, whatever. He's just, my hot take is Eminem is not a great rapper. Um, but I, you know, whatever. I, I'm also not like rap is not my favorite genre, so I'm not one to speak on this. I'm not, I'm not the authority on this, but, um, I just yeah I I, I anything MGK kind of just makes me laugh because I think of the what we've been joking about like the I am weed stuff but if it's if anything I would just look this up and and kind of like mute him and listen to the Halsey parts <laughs> uh, but yeah love Halsey so I gotta go check it out <laughs> nice all right that's a great pick and that means we're back around to Kyle for his fifth one Kyle what are you thinking oh man thinking about a lot of songs that's what i'm thinking about okay let's see all right i'm gonna go with my second taylor swift song uh this one was released on my favorite album of hers last year the surprise album folklore um i mentioned that i i really love just kind of the stripped back acoustic feel of that album um i strongly encourage anyone who has not seen the I don't know what it's called, but the making of documentary of that album on Disney Plus is, oh, it's incredible. It, you hear all of the songs, but you also get to see the making of it with her and Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner and very, very good stuff. Um, this is probably my favorite song from that album. It's I think Taylor is just a genius at telling a story, um, and that is uh, no more evident than with the song Betty. Um, I just absolutely adore this song. I, I think that the first couple of times I heard it, I was like, man, I don't really understand my musical taste because I like really fucking sad Taylor Swift music. But I also like just this really and this is kind of a sad song, but it's really just a, like a. I don't know. It's just such a goosebumps inducing song. Like she tells this story about this love triangle and this album, uh, you know, between Betty and James and August. And um, this is basically from the perspective of James and, and kind of realizing he fucked up. <laughs> and it's interesting because we so often hear Taylor Swift songs from, you know, from her perspective of her experience, like we talked about with all too well. And, and, the experience she's had with past relationships. But I like that this is kind of the the flip side of like the, the man who realizes that he had a good thing and he, he fucked it up and, and realizing that he wants to make up for, for what he did. And uh, yeah, it's just really, really well-written and just beautifully, beautifully sung. Uh, and it's, I, I love a good, I love a great placed key change. Um, I think that, when it's done right, it just elevates a song. I mean, Whitney Houston is is the the, the queen of that. But I I, I think that the mo I I didn't I had never heard this song before. You know, getting into folklore, and I didn't know there was a key change in it, and so it hits that point at the end of the song, and I I, I just the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. It's just <laughs> such a great moment. But I love folklore in general. I think it's a really beautiful story, and beauty uh, Betty is just the the peak of that for me. Nice. Um. This is another Taylor Swift song I have not listened to. Um, I was I listened to a couple songs on folklore, but I was like, I don't know what they're going to draft. But I'm not listening to this whole album. But <laughs> so, some of the songs I listened to, I, I very much enjoyed. Like I said, I did like Cardigan. Um, this one um, sounds. This one sounds nice. Sarah. So folklore is probably like 
I've not listened to it a ton. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bad fan right now and admit admit <laughs> that. It just wasn't my vibe. I needed, especially in the pandemic, I needed happier socks. <laughs> That's <laughs> and so fair. It's like a great storytelling album, but I needed happier songs. And but Betty is great. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, she named these characters after Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's children, which just makes me very happy for some reason. I think that's hilarious. But this really was one of the first times we heard her, we saw her write from the different perspective, where usually it's about her pain and what she went through, and now she kind of flipped it and wrote it from that perspective. And it's it's nice to get that vibe. It's nice to see that she's taking into consideration somebody else's thought process and their kind of reaction to like, oh man, I messed this up. And hopefully Jake Gyllenhaal listens to it and, you know, understands what he did and can relate to it more. <laughs> All right. Taylor Swift, Betty. I'll have to give that one a listen. We're going to move on to the next pick. That'll be me. And while I'm thinking, we'll take one more quick break. All right, welcome back. We are in uh, we are in the last pick of the second to final round of the draft. We're back to Damon for his fifth pick. You just drafted Blinding Lights. What's next for you? All right. So we were talking on the break that this is a very sad, sad, sad boy, sad girl playlist. Sorry, y'all. Um, so I'm trying to liven it up. And I mean, just in general... I listen to a lot of very dancey music, just music that you want to move to, because I just generally love to dance. I love anything with a good beat. And so that's just what I tend to lean towards. And so I found this artist like sometime late last year. And I, I was like, oh, pretty cool. And then like she really started releasing more and more music. And I'm just I'm falling in love every single track I hear from her. Remy Wolf, Disco Man is my track. And so Remy Wolf is from uh, Cali. And this I didn't know until I literally read her Wikipedia like five minutes ago. But she was a contestant on uh, on American Idol in 2014. I had no idea. Okay. She she has no kind of vibe of American Idol. So I'm like <laughs> su not surprised that she probably didn't win. But like she's so eclectic, y'all. Okay. she She's what she considers. She calls herself funky soul pop. And it's just, I pretty much agree with that. Her her songs are very disc, it's like new age disco blended with like hyper pop. And she just has a really fun voice that she like, she's able to to do a lot with her lyrics and, and tone. And, and on Disco Man, it's just has a really great beat. And the way she, she really plays with the words are, are super fun. Like one of the first lines of the song, she rhymes, uh, I want to say this so it's going to be where is it of course i'd lose it when i can't <laughs> find it because i hate the internet uh he likes his cherries when they're maraschino he likes his movies when they're tarantino Ooh. like i, I don't <laughs> I like that I, it's so smooth and fun and playful and it's like she, she those are what she does like she just continues to like have really playful rhymes and i just like it like she's just a lot of fun every time i hear her songs and this one i think is her funnest one um, I thought about maybe going with a couple of her other ones, but I don't know. Ultimately, it's all about fun and dancing. So this one, I think, had to go with Disco Man. 
So I'm sure y'all probably have no idea who this person is or this song. So, Kyle, what you think? I'm trying to rack my brain and think, was I watching, was I still watching American Idol in 2014 or 2015? Because uh, I, I watched it for an embarrassing amount of time. Like, typically people watch it for the first couple of years and they're like, all right, is it, you know, I held on for a long time and I was like, no, it's going to get good again, guys. We're going to get another Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, but those people who are, like, churned out by American Idol, and I don't know how long she lasted, but, like, I always am a fan of those people, right, who go out, who go home very, very soon in, in the competition. And it sounds like uh, Remy is, is one of those people. Like, I don't know how long she lasted in 2014 or 2015, but um, from the way you're describing her, I love, what did you say? She's she's funky disco pop? Yeah, like, she, she considers herself, like, funk soul pop, and I... I feel like I get a lot of disco vibes with her. Okay. Um, so incredible. Yeah, I'm 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 a fan of all of that. So <laughs> I can't wait to check her out. Very different than from what you hear from a lot of other people. So I, I just was very it was very refreshing to hear her her sound and it's very addicting. So definitely give her a listen. Sarah, I'm guessing you don't know Remy either. I do not. I just looked her up to see if I knew her. I do not. But she is from Palo Alto, which is about 45 minutes from my hometown. So that's awesome. And from what you've described, it sounds like I'd be a fan. I, too, tend to like the American Idol people who don't win because they tend to be better than the winners, except for goddess Kelly Clarkson. But, yeah, I am intrigued and interested in learning about her and listening all right. Well, nothing else to say except everyone go listen right away uh, and be be your new fans. All right. That's my fifth pick. That means we're rolling to my very last pick starting the last round of this draft. It's been really great. I don't know what to draft because <sighs> there's so many songs that I could go with. I am kind of sad I haven't really gone as uh, electronic as I thought I would I would I, I'm a very big EDM fan but it's just those songs like it's never like one song that just ascends above the rest it's just so many great songs I I, I listen to over and over again um, so instead I wanted to pay respect to one of my favorite rock bands a rock band that is still going strong um, there's not many of those nowadays ones that you would consider like a true like actual like rock band but they are in every aspect okay i've seen i've seen them twice now and they put on such an amazing live show um the lead singer has like a true rock star energy the second time i saw him perform he was bleeding from the mouth because he just had a uh he was in a skateboard act accident like the day before so, like, he had like stitches or something he wasn't supposed to sing but he was anyways and so it was just like blood was like gushing out of his mouth that's so metal <laughs> um, i'm talking about cage the elephant and uh this song, this song they have with a legend by the name of iggy pop the song broken boy um it's just raw it's fun it's really fast you hear iggy's voice pop in it's like oh wow iggy still has it and it's like just really builds and really dun, 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 like as it's so catchy um kyle you know it maybe from invincible 
Oh, I absolutely do. I, I'm a, just a fan of the song in general. But yes, it's, it's, fan, it's yes. use in Invincible is incredible. It, it's so good. It's just, it's it amps me up, okay? Like, there's songs that, like, make me want to dance. This song just makes me want to just, like, just headbang. Like, really, just, like, move it. Just pretty much mosh. Like, really, it, it's so raw and, and really fun. Um, I love the frenetic, like, the frenetic energy that it, it creates. Um, and, yeah, I just... I rock. There's so few rock songs that come out that nowadays it's like, oh yeah, I, I really really enjoy that. It's it'll either be too heavy or too metal or something. Like this one's just. It sounds like this could have been dropped in like the 80s or the 70s even. It has that vibe, but also it sounds so fresh and new. Um, and I love when songs are able to do that. So I had to I had to draft that one. Uh, Sarah. You warned me that there's a possibility I was not going to know a lot of your songs, and you uh, fulfilled <laughs> that promise, sir. <laughs> Sad to say, I don't know the band, I don't know the song, but I love your enthusiasm for it. I'm glad you picked it, and I will add it to the list I've been writing of people I need to check out. <laughs> yes, please do. Kyle, uh, you do know the song and band. Uh, are you a fan? Yes. I. Ooh, I love Caves the Elephant. You're right. I feel like there's not there's not a whole lot of bonafide rock bands that I am just like excited about every time they release something. And Cage is is the one of the few. Uh, and of course, you pair that with with Iggy Pop. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's gold. So, yeah, it's it, it was already such a fucking iconic song, and then its use in Invincible, Invincible just in general. Its use of music is so good. I love the way they use Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels, uh, and yeah, this this song is is no exception. It's so fun. Great, great way to cap off a honestly a board that I just want to play. Like when we compile the playlist, I'll just listen to, the, to these six first to like get myself in a really like happy dancing mood before <laughs> I <laughs> devastate myself with my own picks. <laughs> Good idea. Just listen to this and WAP. You know, you can throw WAP in there. <laughs> yeah. There's songs that are a lot of sad. Maybe the MGK song sounds like it'll be better, too. So, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, yeah, I had to get a, a great rock song. And, and Cage of the Elephant, like, I highly recommend, like, listening to their whole discography. Um, they got some really great ones. No Rest for the Wicked, Trouble, Trouble, Tru I mean, Trouble, uh, Cold, Cold, Cold. Mm-hmm. Cigarette Daydream is amazing and heartbreaking. So, yeah. Cage Elephant, y'all. That's my draft. We're moving back around to Kyle for your last pick. What sad song will we be drafted? <laughs> uh, yes. So, the song is, I mean, you can call it sad, but mostly the word I would use for this song is cathartic. Uh, I have to stay on brand. I've technically picked one song involving her it's not her own song um gotta go with phoebe bridgers so god it, it already feels like years ago that punisher was released um but yeah the album punisher came out in 2020 um right in the midst of the pandemic um it's been really 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 awesome to see phoebe finally getting to play the songs from that album on tour also heartbreaking to not be at any of those concerts but um the final track on that album is called I Know the End. And my God, I I would probably 
if people ask me like my favorite songs of all time, it's a very difficult question. I have a number one and it was drafted on our last draft on the seventies pod, uh, the chain by Fleetwood Mac. But in terms of like my other, I would say my, my top 10, it's just a bunch of stuff that kind of rotates in and out. I know the end cycles from two to, to three to eight to 10, you know, different spots in the top 10, but it always is in there in the top 10. Um, I think that, I've talked about this before, but I think that a, a big factor in enjoyment of songs for me is like, there's just not, not a second of this song that feels wasted. It's about like five minutes, five forty, something like that. And beginning to end. So it starts off real slow in a very typical Phoebe Bridgers style, like very melodic, very kind of low key. Um, and she herself has said that she is a big fan of very big intros to, or sorry, outros to songs. It's not typically her back. She typically is very low key and very stripped back. This is the song that she really pulls out all the stops. Uh, this song takes a very sharp turn. So it's kind of this, you know, very slow kind of song. And then it hits the, the bridge and there's this driving guitar riff that comes in and the drums and basically describes the end of the world. It's, it's kind of like a, an apocalyptic song and it's, it's timing of being released right in the middle of a pandemic is it, it almost feels like a, this and that funny feeling feel like a good pairing in terms of like the fucking insane state of, of things that we're in right now, because it's just like that funny feeling is like a very introspective look at it. And I feel like I know the end is like acknowledging that our world is like on fire and just be like, okay, this is, it's like the, the dog meme, like the dog sitting in the, <laughs> the room that's on fire. This is fine. Like, <laughs> And it's like embracing the chaos, like embracing the fact that like things are just really fucked up right now. But like, it's kind of just like, all right, well, we're almost done. Like, you know, the world is almost done and it's okay. Like, I just feel like Phoebe really gets that. You know, her lyrics are very, very sad. I acknowledge this, that I, I enjoy sad music and, and that's her. But I think I know the end is her most ambitious song in terms of instrumentation and then yeah she just really goes for it at the end and it i mean the song ends with just this long loud like primal scream from so it's also cool because it has features from uh her collaborator connor oberst um she's got lucy dacus julian baker a bunch of different people really came in for the ending of the song because the song <laughs> ends with this giant cacophony of music and then just people screaming. Uh, and I don't like screamo. I don't like that kind of music, but it feels appropriate at the end of this song when it's about the end of the world. It's just kind of letting out. And it, there's a great, there's a great video that made its rounds when this song was released of Phoebe <laughs> in the studio uh, recording the end of the song and just like screaming in the studio and all of her, uh, all the people in there were like, we're just going to give her five and just kind of go outside. Because <laughs> uh, there's nothing better than a good, like, cathartic scream every now and then when you're like, things are really fucked up right now and I'm very stressed and I just want to kind of let things out. Uh, that's what this song is. This is another one that I, I would highly recommend the SNL performance of. She, um, back in 2020, Dan, it was the last episode of 2020, uh, Dan Levy uh, hosted uh yes yes sarah knows what i'm talking about <laughs> Dan I, Levy. I have heard of her before because i watched that episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah another combo that i was really excited about of course i love dan and it was a really really great episode in terms of the sketches but he hosted and, and she was the musical guest and i think it was the first time she got to perform this song live and just 
pulled out all the stops, ended the song with smashing her guitar on the amp and the style of a classic rock star. And of course, you know, all the white conservatives got mad about it. Just stay mad. Like it, it was it was fucking great. I, I loved it. I love Phoebe Bridgers. And this is not the last time you'll hear about her on this podcast because the 2010s draft is coming up. But I had to cap off my board and stay on brand with a, a Phoebe song. Nice. Sarah. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I, I fortunately don't know Phoebe. Now I do because I watched that episode of SNL and <laughs> I remember liking the musical guests a lot. But any song that ends with a scream, I'm all for. And so now I'm really excited to listen to this album and hear some screaming and then go scream myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't make it to this one. No, my Phoebe Bridgers uh, listened through. I listened to like Kyoto, Punisher, another one I can't remember the name of. Um, I did not make it to the end. I do not know the end, Phoebe. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's okay. You do. Uh, I, will, I will definitely... I'm going to listen to this play playlist and I'm very excited to hear these songs that I never heard because I always love hearing new songs like songs for the first time because you can never like you can never go back once you hear it like it's always like okay well after that you're building on, upon that first listen but uh first impressions are weird with music too because like yeah. some songs I'll hear like I will like hate and then you just you have to hear it a few more times and like you have, you can start appreciating it in, in a certain way. Then there's those songs that you just love immediately. Was this a song that you just loved like from the first get go, Kyle? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of when there's new albums. I really love to sit there and go opening to closing, like first song to last song. I think that's important when you have artists like Phoebe Ridgers or Taylor Swift or whatever who are trying to tell a narrative with an album. Um, so I sat down and. and listen to the whole album beginning to end and so once i got to it at the end i was already you know i'd cried like three different times listening to the album and emotionally exhausted and then this song was like the perfect catharsis and you're right though there is really no recreation of that first time you hear a song and so that first time was just really really special all right well i can't wait to, for mine that finishes kyle's board up though uh two taylor swift songs two phoebe songs technically <laughs> very much like it very kyle and a bow i've got to say now that it was over i was very close to picking welcome to the internet because i think that me too yes a masterpiece of a song His disney villain song yeah incredible stuff sarah you must listen to welcome to the internet it is it's like a carnival song it's just like <laughs> that's still bo burnham i'm assuming yes yeah bo okay. burnham, yeah. okay. <laughs> all, all right so this means we have one more pick one final pick from Sarah. What you got? Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm torn between, because I've only picked one Taylor song, and that just feels wrong. But it's a sad Taylor song that I'd be picking, and I have a very sad, angry list. So I kind of want to bring, I mean, Wap isn't, though. No, I love you, Taylor, but I'm not. I'm the going with was a sad time, okay? Yeah, it was. That's true. But that's a great segue because this artist I'll be picking is my second favorite female artist. And this was a happy pandemic song. I'm going Pink, Cover Me in Sunshine. I'm a massive Pink fan. She does not get the respect she deserves as a vocalist. Like, it pisses me off to no degree that her and Kelly Clarkson just get shafted all the time. When they come up with best female artist lists, they're never on it. 
she's incredible. Her career has gone on for like 20 years. And when she first came out, everybody judged her and was like, oh, she's this crazy party girl who gives a shit about her. And she has just come out with album after album after album of incredible songs. And during the pandemic, she and her son got COVID. And she wrote this song, Cover Me in Sunshine, of just singing about when COVID's going to be over, when it's going to be happy times again, when life's going to be better. And her daughter's on it. And it's so fucking cute. (laughs) And so I just have to go with a little bit of happiness right now. I love Pink. I saw her on tour like three years ago and it was the best show I've ever been to better than reputation tour. I'm sorry, but uh, I cannot wait to see her live again. I can't wait to see her tour, watch her film on Amazon prime and listen to cover me in sunshine. I did not mean to do that rhyme, but I did it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. We love rhymes here. I love pink. Okay. Like through the years, she's dropped so many great songs. Her, her great rock songs are, her her ballads are amazing. Like she has so much power and control in her voice. And you're really right. She really like doesn't get that recognition because like why? Because she has that little bit of an edge to her. She's a little different. She's never been afraid to be who she is, which I've always loved about her. I mean, I have rock star stuck in my head right now, so I'm kind of mad because <laughs> <laughs> that's what pops in my head when I hear her. But I mean, really, she has so many really fun and great songs. I am sad I haven't heard this song. I didn't know she dropped any new music. It sounds beautiful. It sounds really uplifting. I love I love when like people do these like very personal songs like when they have like maybe a family member or someone like close to them like that. Um, is it her? It's her son. You said. So she wrote it when she and her son had COVID, but it's her daughter singing with her. Gotcha. And these are she, is she still with Carrie Hart? They are. Yeah. No. Nice. It's insane and I love it. <laughs> yes, I'm a big motocross fan. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I also, yes, when he broke his, like, almost broke his back was just hard. She, like, that was terrible and horrifying yeah. uh, for her. But yes, this, I'm very, like, so many of these songs I'm very excited to listen to uh, because they sound like, like I'd really enjoy. Kyle, are you a fan of Pink? Absolutely. I, I'm not one I don't want to I don't like when people like compare artists and try to like put down another person to bring another up or whatever. I'm not about that. But I do think I love Lady Gaga, but I think she gets the recognition that I think Pink should get and that kind of like style of music. Um, I want to be clear. I I love Lady Gaga, but I just think, yeah, like y'all are saying, Pink is just such a she's been around for so long and has just been working so long and putting out (laughs) truly like banger after banger and does not get the recognition she deserves. And I do. I love, love Cover Me in Sunshine. It's just, ah, it's so cute. <laughs> it's 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 adorable. Um, I didn't know the story behind it. I didn't know that it was, it was written when, when she and her son got COVID. So that just adds to how cute it is and how wholesome it is. And, and yeah, Pink, Pink is just, I, is one of those artists who, I love her as an artist, but it really is just, she seems like such a really great, genuine human being and very down to earth. So, yeah, big, big fan of, of this pick. What a way to finish the draft. Yeah. A little bit of sunshine. Some happiness. Yeah, <laughs> very much needed. Uh, this was a very good board, though, like full of some truly amazing, like cha- uh, chart chopping, topping songs, some really polarizing songs, some sad songs, some dancey songs. I think we did the uh, pandemic era 
proud as well as we could. Uh, I want to put this era behind me, but the music will always be with us. Um, and now to talk about the songs that we wanted to draft, but we just couldn't. <laughs> Sarah, you got a couple to uh, mention? More than a couple, but I'll. <laughs> um, any other Taylor Swift song that was released in, uh, she released four albums in the last two years. Why did she do that to me? But <laughs> the main one I thought about, the one that I was struggling with was I wanted to do Better Man from Red mm. TV. That was amazing. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo's Traitor, Jasmine Sullivan, Pick Up Your Feelings, and pretty much all of Ben Platt's Reverie. But I decided this round I wanted to go all women. NGK snuck in there, but that's because Halsey was on his song. But yeah, all women. I loved it. Yeah. I dig it. Kyle, what was some honorable mentions? Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see a couple. Um, Damon, I'm glad you mentioned at the top of this podcast that you did finally see Pig. I was going to draft the cover of I'm on Fire that ends that movie because holy fuck did that get me in the theater. I movie's beautiful, and then that movie just, I mean, that moment just, oof, it, it got me. Um, Cassandra Violet's cover of I'm on Fire and that is really great. Um, happy th- Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish. Not the biggest Billie Eilish, Eilish fan, and that song was like, oh, wow, this is incredible. Um, good for you, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, Damon mentioned Welcome to the Internet. I was almost going to draft Smoking Out the Window by Silk Sonic because it's just hilarious. I love that song. Um, State of Grace by Taylor Swift, the re-release. Favorite Crime by Olivia Rodrigo. And then there is a really cute song on TikTok. I couldn't draft because it's not actually been officially released. It's just this guy on TikTok who kind of did a song and then a girl duetted it and it like kind of snowballed into a bunch of people making it a song. It sounds like a Pixar like love song. It's called the muffin song. I encourage anyone you, you can find it on YouTube, TikTok, whatever the muffin song by Sean Bertram. I recommend there's a YouTube video that shows the evolution of it, like him doing it and then the girl duetting him and then like a drummer duetting them. And it just builds. And it's, it literally, if you close your eyes, it sounds like something from like Ratatouille. Like it's just, it's so fucking cute. It's adorable. Uh, uh, and then I went sad. I could have went really sad with Exile by Taylor Swift featuring Bonnie Vare, which I really fucking love, but it's a little too real for me sometimes. So I didn't pick it. <laughs> yeah, have you heard the muffin song? Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Big on TikTok, and I can't believe I haven't heard that. So oh, I have so a cute. note. I have like a ton of random notes of songs I now need to listen to, <laughs> and that just got added. <laughs> um, I still can't do TikTok on the daily. I I can't make that dive. It's too much for me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Your yeah, I'm far too gone. Don't do it. Oh, I am gone. <laughs> so let's let's see a couple songs. I was I was contemplating. I, like I said, welcome to the internet. Um, Weathen featuring K-Flay. I'm a big fan of K-Flay. Hurting on Purpose. Really good song. Uh, more of like on the EDM spectrum. Another Glass Animal song, Tangerine. I think it's the most dancey of their songs on their album. Um, it's just like, just constantly shoulder shaking to that song. Um, <laughs> and then like I mentioned EDM-wise earlier, I, I was thinking one of my favorite producers right now is Grizz. He is uh, from Detroit. Mm. He, he produces, he plays the sax, does some real wonky dubstep heavy tunes. And uh, 
of course, the song I wanted to draft was Could You, which is one of his only house tracks he's ever actually produced. And uh, it's just really great. I love house music. It's infectious, really great build up and drop. And yeah, um, and that was really it. I actually had had a little bit of a smaller list than I usually do just because I figured none would get drafted. And I like I had some that really stood out to me. So, yeah. Any any last song that you wanted to th- y'all wanted to throw out just to give some uh, praise to before we get out of here? Uh, <laughs> uh, Ariana Grande, Lady Gaga, Rain on Me. Ooh, that's a good one. Another that's great music video too. Of, and I don't know if you guys watch Shameless, but there's a great scene where two of the guys sing it, and it makes me very happy. <laughs> yes, caught <laughs> up. I'm two seasons behind. The last two seasons, I need to finish them i'm halfway through the last season and i had to take a break to start community to get some happiness into my life <laughs> uh, they, the show dropped in my opinion dropped in about like quality towards the end but it really yeah. great show well we won't go there uh we <laughs> but uh all right guys that was a super fun episode sarah thank you so much for joining us um i hope we have you again for some future episodes anything you want to tell the people for before you get out of here no Jess, this is awesome. I'm so glad I got to be on it. Uh, I'm really excited to listen to this playlist. And yeah, everybody have a great day. Love life. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Until next time, y'all, it's been a blast. I loved recording this one. We have a lot of great stuff coming for y'all. We got a lot of really fun, you know, maybe some new kinds of episodes we're going to test out in the upcoming year. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll spoil those for you. But Kyle, what can you tell the people? what we have in store for the next month yeah this this episode kind of kicks off a month full of looking back on 2021 we are going to have um an episode of the Effies for spider-man no way home but other than that it will be a month full of you know favorite movies in 2021 favorite tv seasons favorite tv episodes uh it's going to be a lot of fun um yeah and like damon said there's gonna be a lot of fun experimenting with new types of episodes in the coming year uh we hope you like we hope you liked our last uh, foray into the Hunger Games with the Harry Potter characters. It's going to be another one with another property. <laughs> uh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be brutal like the last episode. It'll be a lot of fun, though. But I have yeah. ideas for you guys for that, so I need to send those to you. <laughs> yes, please send them our way. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I just have to be on it. That's my one uh, really. <laughs> we'll get your own one. We got several of those planned. So. <laughs> so many. <laughs> now you wake up. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Bye, everybody. Bye.